Welcome back to the Full Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Roberts, and this is the new studio setup. I know for you people who cannot see on the audio version of the podcast, but for the YouTube viewers, we have a new table, a new mic stand, and... We're getting there. We're slowly building. We're we're going to be churning out some good content for everyone. Hopefully you guys like it. We got a little mix of uh how we say automobilia and technology uh stories for today. But to be completely honest, the the fine line between technology and automobiles they're coming so close together that is a car really not technology? I mean, especially nowadays with electric cars. I mean, we've had the Cybertruck, which the Cybertruck was the very first episode of the Full Chat Podcast. We covered it, like the day it was unveiled. Uh, but we actually have some... New news about the Cybertruck, actually. It is being immortalized once again in a Hot Wheels toy. But there's a little twist to it. Hot Wheels is actually coming out with two toys. And I actually bought one of them. Uh, And that being the cheaper uh, $20 toy itself. It's an RC car that is going to be made by, you know, Mattel, which makes Hot Wheels. That's one of their brands, of course. And they're also going to have a slightly or significantly more expensive version of that RC car. And it's going to be $400. And this was released three days ago at the time of this recording and I looked at the Hot Wheels website and it's already sold out. It sold out within five hours. That's insane. I mean, I'd love to get my hands on the $400 model of the pot of, well, of the podcast. Wow. Of the, uh, of the, uh, the RC car. Because it's going to be freaking epic. I mean, it's going to be one-tenth the scale of the actual Cybertruck. And it's kind of weird if you think about it. Older RC cars were, you know, electric toy versions of the gasoline-powered counterparts. And this comes to you as a full-size electric car that can go what I think 600 miles on a charge and have a cyber quad in the back as well as having a miniature version that is one tenth the scale and the even smaller version being one sixty fourth of the scale of the actual car itself. And it's just kind of interesting to see that, you know, coming into 2020 and these, these new forms of transportation or at least new forms of propulsion for these vehicles 
that <laughs> we're coming down to a scale that's significantly smaller, but the price tag is still fairly steep for an RC car. I mean, there's they have other remote-controlled cars that are actually gas-powered and are significantly like powerful. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those, but they are like insane. They can do flips. They can like go from not to a hundred very fast. I mean, not true one hundred, but those things have some get and they they're really quick. And if you've ever seen one of the gas powered cars, they're it's weird because they when they go from a stop, they launch and like they get closer to the ground because everything is gets smushed down to the ground and they're really cool looking and I'll be really interested to see kind of all the different you know videos that are coming out I mean I'd love to see races of this I mean if anyone knows how they can get a hold of this so I can unbox this on the channel and for the podcast I would love to see that like I would love nothing more but I will do an unboxing of the 164 scale version of the car because I'll be able to get my hands on that. I've already put in my pre-order, but that probably will, well, it will not come out until December or so. But yeah, these, uh, these cars are crazy. I mean, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah, didn't really mean to start off the podcast talking about the the Cybertruck, at least the RC version of the car, I actually was going to do a topic that was a little more local to where I live, that being Dallas. And we've actually had the structure that has come into prominence that refers to a structure that is out in Italy, and that being the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but we have the Leaning Tower of Dallas, which is weird because I have not seen the structure and I should have gone to see the structure, but they've demolished this structure already. It was, this building was supposed to be imploded and most of the building had gone down except for this certain part of the building did not fall down. It was not demolished. It <laughs> stayed standing and it was leaning, of course. And it was probably leaning for, I don't know, maybe about a week or so. And it's finally come down, what, Monday? So I guess today, actually. But yeah, cr the crews used a 5,600-pound wrecking ball to start the de the demolition of the structure. So, I mean, there's, you know, for the people who live around here, or the people who are visiting around here, they definitely got kind of a rare photo of, you know, them kicking the tower over, you know, putting their hands up in front of the tower and supporting the tower so it could stay, you know, in frame and all that good stuff, which I'm a big fan of. I definitely should have gone to see it. Just didn't get around to it, trying to make more content, you know, for the podcast, for the YouTube channel, and uh, for the nine subscribers, 
I really appreciate all of you. You know, let's see where we can take this channel. And uh, yeah, just just quick shout out there. But yeah. Next up, we have General Motors. And let me say that properly. General Motors is launching an electric vehicle for $23,000. But most likely, you're not going to be able to get your hands on it because it's not going to come out in America. It will be coming out in China. And it's going to have a range of 250 miles. And the name of the car is going to be the the Menlo or the, yeah, probably the Menlo, I guess. But it's going to be under the, the Chevy brand and the Chevrolet name. And I'm not going to lie that China and a lot of those Asian co- countries get a lot of cool things that may never come to the States. It's kind of weird to see an American company that's going to come out with a vehicle that is just for maybe a particular market, whether it's the Asian market or the European market or the American market, you'd think they'd be able to sell their vehicles on more of a worldwide basis. I mean, a lot of the vehicles could use like the same platform as one developed in the States or what have you. I mean, there's been vehicles by General Motors and Ford, and I don't know if Chrysler really has any of their brands that are international or that they have in another market that they bring over to the States. I mean, Fiat owns Chrysler right now, so I mean, you could say they bring the Fiat vehicles over here and stuff like that. But in particular, like, there's been Chevy Cruises in the past that are like a hatchback styling. And in my opinion, they look better than the sedan options of that car. And they bring those over here. Um, I mean, there's been, I think there's the, the Ford Escort comes from a car from England, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the Ford... I want to say the Cortina, but it's not the Cortina. Mm, it's the Ford Cosworth. I can't remember what it, it was called over there. But anyway, yeah, so I digress. But GM, yeah, they're coming out with this new all-electric zero-emission vehicle. And apparently by 2023, they're supposed to have... 20 new all-electric vehicles. Um, I don't know if that's just for the Asian market or markets worldwide or just 20 like across the entire brands that they sell in all the different markets. But yeah, if, if you think EVs, electric vehicles are not coming, they're coming and they're coming very fast. I mean, we've seen all the cars from Tesla. We have Rivian. We have Chevy in the game. Ford's obviously looking to get into to the game as well. I mean, there's the BMW i3. Uh, 
the Porsche Taycan, I mean, it's out there. It's coming. The Jaguar I-Pace, which weirdly enough, no one really talks about the Jaguar I-Pace anymore. Um, I wonder how well it's selling. I don't know if we'll get to see those numbers or if those numbers are released, but it'll be interesting to see kind of where they've come after all this time of having, you know, their vehicles on the market. But yeah, that's that's essentially what we got from uh China here and I mean, the car itself, I think I mean, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, it kind of uh well, the back end kind of looks like a Nissan Juke if you're familiar with that. It looks like Nissan Jukes, let me tell you, one of my least favorite cars of all time. Those things are a trash. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, I think it's it's not going to be a bad car. I mean, looking at the front of it, it kind of actually looks like the Mustang Mach-E, which I forgot. Yeah, the the Mustang Mach-E. Yeah, that's Ford's, I guess, first attempt or real attempt uh, into getting to the uh, the electric car market. But yeah, a uh, lot of good things happening there. Good to see that. So this is actually kind of funny, I think. We have a iPad Pro clone that comes from Huawei. And for this podcast, I am actually using the iPad Pro for my stories and all the my good stuff. I use this actually quite a bit. I actually don't have an iPhone and which has been <laughs> noted on the podcast a few times. I, I actually even did an unboxing on just the audio version of the podcast for my Google Pixel 4 and just kind of gave my initial thoughts of that. And I've been a lifelong Android user. Um, but <laughs> this iPad Pro, like, it's it's good. It's amazing. Like, if you're going to get a, a, a tablet or an iPad or whatever this is the one to get. I mean, it's it's just that good. But yeah, Huawei it, they're coming out with this this uh Mate Pad Pro which the you know, the Mate Book Pro is a MacBook Pro clone. And I feel like Huawei is doing this intentionally because I think they know that they're going to get press from this and this design language or this design style, this industrial design that Apple has, it's proven. Like, it's going to sell. People know it's just going to work. It, it it looks good. I mean, you'd be a fool to say Apple doesn't come out with beautiful products. I mean, all things considered, and me being an Android guy and me being into technology and like liking to look at all the different options... iPhone and Apple and they just they just do it better. So why not copy that design language? And this MateBook or wow, MateBook, this MatePad Pro is actually going to offer 5G connectivity and it's going to have an Apple Pencil, well, like uh their own style of pencil like the Apple Pencil to go with the tablet. And you will be able to charge that pencil 
on the the mate pad just as you are with the iPad. And it's going to have wireless charging and reverse wireless charging, which I think wireless charging on a tablet is a little silly. I mean, I've thought about having it on this iPad and as it would be nice, but if you look at any of the wireless charging pads, they're about the size of a hockey puck, if that. And to try to find the sweet spot for the wireless charging pad for any tablet, like it's going to look ridiculous and it's going to be difficult to, you know, just balance <laughs> the, the tablet onto the surface of the hockey puck. I mean, it could easily knock off the hockey puck size charger and stuff like that. But I mean, it could be a good thing. I mean, you can at least, you know, charge another phone on the back of the mate pad or charge a pair of like AirPods that have the wireless charging receiver built into them or anything that, you know, accepts the wireless charging. But this, this mate pad has a, like a, a cutout in the display um, as, as you've seen on like the Samsung line of smartphones, that being the S10, the S20, and things like that. I mean, and the prices, I mean, the prices are fairly competitive, to be honest. But the thing about it is, this is another thing that we're not going to see in the United States. This is really just going to be in like Asian markets. And I think they said, yeah, it's going to be going to Russia as well and Latin American markets. And this thing is going to have great specs, all things considered. It's it's going to be a powerful device. I mean, I'd love to have one in studio to see for myself what it's like in hand because this is actually not going to have... Google Play services, it's just going to have like stock Android on it, which I prefer a stock Android, obviously, because I have the Google Pixel 4. But this one, I think, is going to be more basic than that. Like, it won't even have like YouTube on it. And that's not really good for business, if you know what I'm saying. But, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So. It's a, yeah, it's a weird time in tech where, like, this massive company can do this. And it seems like Apple has not had a problem with it. I don't know. You know, I, I would love to see if Tim Cook was aware of, like, the, the Huawei clone versions of their own devices whether that be in the mate book or the mate pad like being a fly on the wall for that meeting would be fire it'd just be totally fire but on completely unrelated news we have released as of today the microsoft Unveiling of the Xbox 
Series X. They release the specs today. It's going to have 12 teraflops of power. And to put that into perspective, the Xbox One X compared to the Xbox Series X. Stupid naming. Stupid. Ugh. Confusing. Uh, it's going to have double the power as the Xbox One X. Um, it's going to have var- variable rate shading hardware acceleration with DirectX rate tracing. Quick res. Whoa. <laughs> Quick resume for multiple games and smart delivery. To be honest, I don't even know what half of that stuff means. I just know that this is what it's going to have, people. I mean, to be quite honest, to have our gaming expert, for lack of better words, <laughs> we would have to talk to Ronnie because he is, uh, let's just say he's addicted to the gaming. That's uh, It's a big worm for all you uh, simpletons out there who don't know who Mr. Ronnie Darnell McConnell is. But yeah, the uh, the new Xbox specs came out, and you know, to be realistic, I never pick up the console on the release day. I mean, my Xbox that I have now, I waited f- <laughs> probably five years after the original one was released. I ended up getting the the Xbox One uh, S, which is just a slim version of the console, which, to be honest, is probably my favorite version of the console, even though the One X is more powerful as true 4K gaming. But the affordability plus the power and the portability of this Xbox that I have, I mean, you, you can't beat it. Uh, yeah, I would always recommend getting the second you know, second edition or version of the console that comes out because they're just going to make it better. I mean, the Xbox, for example, when the first Xbox One came out, it had a giant power brick. It was fat. It was a thick boy, a big old thick boy. And second version comes out. He'd be lifting weights at Muscle Beach. Lost that, that power brick. Just get like a little computer cable. We slim down. We trim down. We still have the power of 4K Blu-ray and 4K streaming. So yeah, I mean, it just worked out. But the Xbox Series X will support 8K gaming and frames up to 120 frames per second in games. And every gamer knows it's all about that frames per second. People will lower the 8K resolution for even 4K or 1080p just so they can have the 120 frames per second because it's that much of an advantage for gamers. Uh, Mar- wow. Microsoft also said that it's going to partner with the HDMI forum and TV manufacturers to enable auto low latency mode. 
and that variable refresh rate on the Xbox Series X as a part of its HDMI 2.1 support, which means go buy a TV that supports this because you're going to have a significant advantage over those who do not have a TV that supports this. I mean, <laughs> it would actually be fire if Xbox came out with their like own brand of TV. I mean, back in the day, I've seen... <laughs> I think the SNES had their own like CRT TV that had the SNES built into it. I know the NES had one of those where an NES was built into a CRT TV and it was an all-in-one package just ready to go. I mean, I mean it could even be like you go to like those old hotel rooms and they have like uh Nintendo 64 games built into the TV and stuff and they just have like their controllers that were used to uh you know play games and have the remotes to like scroll through the tv and stuff like that i mean to be quite honest let's bring that back let's bring back having video game consoles built into tvs i mean could you imagine like if those caught on that would be freaking amazing but at the same time i feel like it would be real weird to buy a tv and someone doesn't even <laughs> someone doesn't even know that they have an Xbox or a PlayStation or like a Nintendo built into the TV that would be incredible like do you know what is built into this TV like it's crazy yeah let's let's bring those back bring back TVs with game consoles built into it ah i'm all for that that'd be yeah that'd be fire 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 but yeah, that's uh that's really been it. Uh fairly slow news day, I guess. I mean, that's all I have for the podcast. Um I mean, if you want, subscribe to the the full chat podcast on YouTube. You know, follow or subscribe or whatever it is to the full chat podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. Maybe share it with a friend if you enjoyed it. Um, I'm just here making podcasts and making videos because this is what I love to do. It's become my hobby. And uh, if if you like what I'm doing, maybe maybe, uh, rate the podcast. Maybe give a little little love to it on the the forums and whatnot. We're just going to keep coming out with that good, good. So, I'm your host, Eric Roberts, and this is the Full Chat Podcast, and I can't wait to see you in the next one. Love you, people.